Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to In Conversation. And uh, yeah, you are with me, Mohammed Fasik, and also Ibrahim Kangwa Chibwe. Uh, and we now focus on uh, keeping fit for Ramadan. I don't think we generally uh, care too much about exercise. And I think it's really sad that we don't because in the month of Ramadan, uh, we tend to pick up a little bit of weight, we eat a little bit more, and uh, also, you know, we still need to keep fit, we still need to uh, keep our body uh, mass uh, index or BMI uh, down, and so yeah, we're going to be talking about fitness, and today we'll be focusing on uh, karate, uh, a a form of exercise that's also not just a discipline uh, in the sense of martial arts, but also it's sort of a a life philosophy as well. Joining me online is Sali Sayed, is a grandmaster for Karate Kai, or Karate Kai if I'm I'm not uh, not mistaken. Uh, Sali Assalamu Alaikum and welcome. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? Is it Mohammed Fatik? That is correct. That is correct. I'm doing fantastic. Alhamdulillah. I've always been a fan of karate, so I'm, I'm eagerly, you know, uh, looking forward to this interview. Um, before we start talking about physical fitness as a whole, um, mm. I mentioned that karate is more of a life philosophy. Is, is that true? Absolutely. Um, when I was asked a question, when I asked my teacher, in Japan in 1974, I asked him the question, what is karate? Now, the teacher I'm talking about is a man called Masoyama, one of the greatest karate masters that has ever lived, right? He, in, the, in, this, in this century, in the last, uh, you know, uh, last century, right? Masoyama was this gentleman that, um, that was the power of his karate. He was able to kill bulls with one punch right, square in the forehead and take the, the horns of the bulls off. So this is the man I'm talking about, right? So I was in Japan to study karate, and in 1975, I asked him the question, uh, explain to me, like, I'm going back home. Now we go back to 75, you know, karate was really introduced in South Africa. I would say it became, yeah, no, by, you know, by the white guys, uh, around about um, in the early 60s, right? And I started in 1965. And then when I finished school and, you know, did a course in college, uh, come a draftsman, I then left for Japan. So <clears throat> coming back to the story. So Masayama said to me, karate is the science, psychology, and philosophy of fighting. If you look at this, this encapsulates the exact what, what, exactly what karate means. It's a science. If you take science on its own, it's a massive, uh, you know, um, subject, am I right? Psychology, another massive subject on its own. And philosophy, another massive subject. So science, psychology, and philosophy are fighting. Now, when two human beings, the first, you know, Ramapathicus or whoever they were that, that saw each other, um, they didn't run and hug each other and say, oh, buddy, my, you know, buddy. They looked at each other and, and one was a threat to the other. Maybe one of the guys had a girlfriend holding her hair, pulling her from the back, you know, like we see the cartoons, right? And what happened was um, they looked at each other and saw each other as threats, and they started throwing stones at each other. According to the, you know, the, the, according to history, this is when the first, when, when human beings first met each other, they started fighting. There was this conflict, this, you know, this, this aggression of fighting. So fighting goes back to the time when we, when we first see human beings on this earth. You know what I mean, right? So that's why he calls it the science, psychology, of, and philosophy of fighting. So as years and years went by and throughout you know, the genesis of the martial arts, we find that um, 
today, well, karate started becoming very scientific in India already. So the karate we know today, I, I, I trace its history back to a place in South India called Kerala, and that is um, uh, the art of Kalari Payet. Now, if you look at Kalari Payet, it's an Indian art. It's called a village fighting art of, of um, Kalari Payet. Kalari Payet uh, influenced what we see today in, uh, in, uh, in China called Kung Fu. So you'll see the similar movements. According to history, a man called Bodhidharma, an Indian monk from Kerala, from that South Indian area, traveled across the Himalayas, went into China, and introduced Zen Buddhism to the Chinese. And he, in his travels, he obviously you know, came, uh, came across great dangers, especially highwaymen and animals and whatever it was. And, and he took the art of Kalari Pai through to China. And in China, it redeveloped and became you know, structured as, and today we know it as Kung Fu. From China, we, we hear that um, the Okinawan um, you know, uh, um, people, uh, the people of the Okinawan Island um, traveled a lot between China and Japan and, uh, and, and Okinawa, and they picked up some art, the art of Kung Fu from, from the Chinese, but they already had an, a fighting art called Te or Ti in Okinawa, which meant hand, just hand, right? And if you look at the word karate, it comes out from that word ke. So <clears throat> it started becoming developed, as, and of course we know that the, China, the, the Okinawans were overrun by the Koreans at some time in the history, then the Chinese, and afterwards the Japanese, and the Japanese are there still, still today. So these poor agricultural people had to learn how to fight because the oppressors were always trying to keep them down, they kept their weapons away, and it is history tells us that they learned to use their farming implements and made them into weapons and then took on the, the, the great samurai warriors and very successfully. Going with, you know, fast forwarding a bit, we find that the emperor of Japan, while visiting Ch uh, Okinawa one year, he was very impressed by what he saw in the demonstration of karate. And to a judo master, he was invited, the, uh, the karate master called Gishen Finokoshi was invited to Japan, and that's when karate was introduced into Japan. So actually karate is from Okinawa, and if you go further back, it's in China, it comes from China, and if you go further back, it comes from India. So if you look at these places like India and China, these are such old cultures, cultures that we hear about science, we hear about mathematics, you know, I know, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the words, um, I mean, the, the alphabet, and not only, sorry, not only the, 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 uh, the, the numbers, the zero, when all that comes from these places, you know what I mean? So this is how karate started developing, and that's why the old master said it's the science, psychology, and philosophy of fighting. So it's not about, you know, the, the true essence of karate is not about fighting, but it's about not fighting, but how to learn to fight so that you don't have to fight, you know what I mean? We never, if you know how to fight, you, you find that there's no need to fight. You know, that's uh, the old philosophy of karate, right? So yeah, um, but the other part of it is what I look at it as, as a Muslim, the fighting of the nafs. One of my teachers said to me, karate is not about self-defense, it's about self-attack. So look at that when you think about fighting the nafs. Isn't it about self-attacking, attacking your nafs? You know? 
And, and also, I, I like that philosophy because uh, we are in the month of training train yes. the nafs. Yes. And so definitely, I think there's something to be said about how we engage. And it's that, that battle is, uh, is very much an aggressive one, having to uh, train what is a very wild nature of human being to be some more, some more, somewhat subdued. Um, just, right. I, I think we've only got about maybe uh, two minutes left, but in those two minutes, <laughs> okay. no, it's going to be probably... <laughs> okay. Probably a heavy task to, uh, to, 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 to put into context. But yes. um, if, if we talk about karate and the discipline, yes. I, I mean, uh, you, you, you've traveled all over the world and you have all of this experience. Um, but for someone who uh, has watched, you know, Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, uh, mm. seen a, a few martial arts movies, uh, you know, seen a few uh, demonstrations on YouTube, mm. and that it doesn't know much about the discipline, what would yes. you say is the one thing uh, that Karate has taught you through the years, uh, as, much as, uh, as much as a martial art, but a life philosophy, uh, that you yes. feel could benefit particularly younger people? Yes. Okay, so to me, um, karate is, as I said, science, psychology, and philosophy of fighting. To me, it has benefited me in almost every aspect of my life. Physically, from the point of view of the actual hard physical training that I had to endure when I was studying in Japan and America, um, mentally and emotionally, where one has to be, you know, one's will has to be strong to endure getting through this kind of difficult time, difficult, uh, difficult training, you know what I mean? And mm. what was my blessing was while I was in Japan, I also studied at the Zen temple. I learned the, the, the method, or let's say, the, 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 the science of meditation. Now, we as Muslims, we've learned, we've got the prescription of meditation, I say. We have the prescription of meditation. In other words, we've got five salahs a day. And we need to stand, you know, stand on on this musulla and meditate our prayers in such a way that our mind is totally, absolutely um, surrendered to our Creator. And you and I know how difficult that is, simply because we that are not Arabic-speaking people find it more difficult because we didn't learn how the translation of what we are praying. Right? What happened to me was in the Zen temples, I learned. The the methodology of meditation. In other words, I was taught how to meditate, how to focus on something and keep your mind focused on this on this very aspect. This comes from my training in karate as well, because the two go together. When you are punching and kicking, when you are fighting and you are standing and facing an opponent that's stronger and bigger than you, you have to have your wits all around you. You got to be focused in every you know sense of the word. Otherwise, you are down on the ground. You're going to be flat on that back, on your back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, learning how to the methodology of meditation through Zen teachings. Unfortunately, I, I would imagine that um, if I was taught by uh, a new me, was taught by Sufi um, um, sheikhs, we would have probably also have learned the, the Sufi meditation way, which is to me almost similar to the Zen meditation system, okay? The Sufis have mastered the art of, of losing themselves in the, in, in, uh, you know, in the, in the Almighty. Total surrendering to the Almighty, am I right? 
So and also, and also, what I find the uh, in that comparison mm. is all about the training of self, the training of yes. the individual yes. in order for that person to ascend. Yes. So I find yes. that a tremendous comparison. And also, I think at the end of the day, it just goes to show that uh, in order to effect change in the world, you have to start with yourself. Subhanallah. Um, I, I want to say, uh, Grandmaster uh, Sali Sayed, shukran so much for joining me uh, on the show yes. uh, this afternoon and a very interesting discussion. I would like to have you back sometime. Uh, as we engage more on karate, something that I've, I've, I've loved as a, as a kid, although I've never had the physique for it. But no. uh, she goes so much for joining me. All the best, and Ramadan Karim. Thank you so much. I just want to say one thing. Um, uh, Ibrahim was saying that we want to maybe run a weekly program for the Ramadan month. Inshallah. So we look so, Inshallah. so we look forward so, to having those yes. engagements around the practical aspect of the of Inshallah. Inshallah. I would I will explain that in the, maybe in the next um, uh, interview we'll talk about the ten days, the first ten days, the second ten days and the third ten days, how each of the, the ten days in the Ramadan can be dedicated to certain things so that by the time we end the, the fasting month we have accomplished a great deal of physical, mental, spiritual, and spiritual uh, growth, inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. All the best. And thank you very much. Thank you, I, I, I thank you and thank you, uh, thank you, listeners. Inshallah, we'll all benefit from this month. Uh, and Allah, Allah bless everyone. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. In conversation on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Zuid-Afrika uitgerol word en...